All right. It's that time of the week again. We got to get down to business. I've got the glasses on. We've got some numbers to purse through. Uh, so I can't miss a beat here. We can't miss a beat with our guy, Ricky Larson, Lucky Shots Media. He just wrapped up his fantasy football show for the week preview this weekend. Also, check out Lucky Bets, which dropped uh, yesterday, where we break down some of the lines, do some props, and get you our DFS lineups. But we're trying to look at uh, how you should kind of shape your fantasy lineup for this weekend. This is time, uh, kind of the time of the week where you start – Pursing through injury reports, trying to see what's okay going to maybe take effect Sunday, what's maybe just some noise, maybe a phantom cue on the injury report. Let's just start broadly. Uh, key running backs, questionable. Justin Herbert, questionable. What's he going to be effective-wise? Uh, what injury news is kind of uh, taking your eye away as something that might be a little bit more serious, Ricky? Uh, so the main two that, to me – or I guess three, I guess, and they're all running backs that look the most serious, as in not going to be in this week. I'm almost positive. Could be a few more weeks afterwards as well that they're out. DeAndre Swift is dealing with a shoulder and ankle injury. Uh, This is significant because they're talking about pulling them out these next two weeks, and then they got the bye week. So you effectively aren't going to have him for about three weeks. But Jamal Williams, if you have him, that's great. He'll do just fine for you. You don't, you may need to go try to make some sort of move uh, because he's going to be pretty good for you. Dalvin Cook, uh, shoulder injury. He's always got shoulder problems. Uh, He's he's listed as questionable. It's not a for sure he's going to be out, but – do you play him this week? I, oh. I think you got to hold him out. And if you have Alexander Madison along with him, I think I'd play Madison over Cook mm-hmm. just in case. Because uh, he, he falls on it wrong once, you know, lowers his shoulder to try to run somebody over, pops it out again. It's just – it's not a good week for yeah. him. Uh, could be a couple weeks before that's good as well. And then David Montgomery, he's nursing an ankle injury, a knee injury it's going to be a few weeks at least Mm. in my opinion to just get get it figured out let it simmer down but again Khalil Herbert he's a great guy to uh, plug right in and have confidence in he got 30 points last week uh, with Montgomery going out got a couple other ones Joe Mixon an ankle injury but that's just you know he's probable not a big deal uh Christian McCaffrey stubbed his toe, so he, he's on the injury report as well. Uh, Michael Thomas, he must have stubbed his toe in the same place because he's got a toe injury. He's questionable. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, ankle injury. That one I'm not too worried about because we saw him play through it all of last week. He, he's going to be fine. He's going to get out there on the field, and uh, you won't have to worry about him not playing. It's an interesting week because I uh, have – made it a uh, top of my priority list to get these handcuffs. I have P Ryan on the roster, but he's going tonight and you said it uh, Mixon looks like he's just a little banged up. So I'm kind of in wait and see mode there. Madison uh, cook and then Montgomery Herbert, a little bit more of a decision. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, daily fantasy, you could get away with maybe a little bit more value there, but you said it, if you start cook, 
he falls the wrong way in the first quarter and all of a sudden Madison gets that 30 point performance and he's sitting on your bench, or maybe you start him and kind of in lieu of thinking that might be the case. Herbert again, too, is like, okay, what if Montgomery struggles? Even if he is playing a little bit banged up, Herbert comes in, gets a lion's share again and goes off. Cause he's been, he's been fantasy relevant, not even as the starter, right? Exactly. And that's the thing with, uh, uh, Jamal Williams as well with DeAndre Swift. Yeah. He's also been fantasy relevant. And if Swift doesn't go or if Swift goes, goes down during the game, you're still fine there. Uh, but like you said, Madison is kind of a tough one. P Ryan would also be a tough one to put in over their starter. Yeah. With just kind of that questionable there. Right. Um, here's an injury at quarterback that is, making me worry uh, specifically Justin Herbert's a top eight quarterback. We obviously know the talent he's, you know, this rib injury is likely going to be with him for a while. He kind of just scrounged out 12 and a half points last week. He's got Houston this week. His offensive line is totally decimated. Rashawn Slater's now done for a while. Uh, they're already shifting around a couple of different people. My guy, Boston college's own Zion Johnson. He's a rookie. And all of a sudden he's going to be, uh, you know, kind of leaned on to be the anchor there. Should I be worried and hunting for a new quarterback possibly? This week, I think you're going to be all right. Okay. Let's let's look at Houston against, say, Denver. It's going to be a common opponent. Uh, it wasn't like Houston's defense was doing anything against Denver's offense to stop Denver. Denver stopped Denver on offense. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be a little rough, but – Houston is still a weak defense. Herbert still, and he's possibly getting Keenan Allen back this week too. Right. So that's a guy that at least 10 times during the game, he's going to go to him. So I think this week's all right. But if you are looking forward to the future, some tougher matchups where a rib injury, him not playing to his fullest potential, you would want to start making the moves this week. Um, You've, you've got a guy like Zach Wilson probably sitting on the waiver wire. Yeah. Obviously not your first choice, but he, he's somebody you can pick up. And at least, you know, he has a lot of weapons and we saw Joe Flacco do a lot with those weapons. So yeah. you got to be at least a little confident that if you need to put in Zach Wilson, you could, um, you know, there's even guys like Mariota who've been decent enough. Uh, two guys I like this week, at least uh, Geno Smith, Jared Goff guarantee that they're on your waiver wire. So uh, if you're really worried about it, there's other guys you can go out and get. Uh, but I'd be looking more towards the next few weeks instead of just this week. Um, I was just thinking there, uh, Goff is – I'd start or sit Jared Goff versus Carson Wentz this week. I'd start Jared Goff over Carson Wentz. For just sure. made that move. Dallas, yeah, Dallas's defense is pretty good. And Wentz struggled last week. Not saying that uh, Wentz is terrible, but he's not great, and that's a good defense. Um, and Goff, he's going against a not great defense, and he's been doing pretty all right otherwise, so I'd be more confident in Goff. Start, sit, Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? Mm, still give me Jared Goff, to be honest, yeah. uh, because they Minnesota's in London. Mm-hmm. It's a weird time schedule. You and I talked about it a little yesterday. Uh, and New Orleans, not necessarily a slouch on defense. They're, they're not great at, like they used to be, but not necessarily a slouch. 
I mean, there's always the possibility Kirk Cousins goes off for 30 points and throws four touchdowns, but there's also the possibility he does absolutely nothing. I think you can count on Jared Goff to at least get you 15 uh, as a floor, upper to 25 at that ceiling. I, I mean, everyone's saying Kirk Cousins for MVP preseason, Vikings, Dark Horse Super Bowl team. I could argue he's been the worst fantasy starting quarterback rostered right now. Kirk Cousins, true or false, will be a top 15 quarterback by season's end in fantasy. And that's pretty easy to do, right? Uh, I'd say, yeah, with, with a guy like Justin Jefferson on the team. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could still see that. Uh, it's not going to be pretty, oof. but it's top 15 is top 15. If that's the number you're giving me, I, I'd yeah. say, yeah, he gets there. For what it's worth, he's 14 right now uh panic but let's just knock out jefferson real quick what's been going on the last couple weeks i don't know it's the same dilemma i've been having with jamar chase who yeah. i just recently got rid of uh they're the obvious top guys you saw week one jefferson went crazy and now back-to-back weeks of still like 10 points or no he only got like four this past week yeah, Jefferson, so yeah, he got shut down, right? So that's tough, but uh, I, I wouldn't panic. Justin Jefferson, I think, is the most talented receiver in the league, and all he needs is the opportunities. And, and at some point, the Vikings are going to realize, okay, we need to stop fucking around and throwing to Irv Smith or the third-string tight end or K.J. Osborne. Yeah. Get the ball to Jefferson. He only needs a little bit of separation. Uh, he, he'll be fine. Maybe Lattimore on him too. And yeah, it's the London game. So don't sleep through that. Make sure you've got your guys. If you're going to, you know, make sure you check that early morning injury report for Dalvin Cook, especially uh, yeah. for that London game. All right. Last yeah, one on the quarterbacks. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, that, what is that? 8 30, Central, something like that. 7 30 for me. So dear God, mountain time. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, last thing on the quarterbacks quickly here. Uh, true or false, Justin Herbert will be a top 10 quarterback. He's number eight right now by season's end. If this rib injury continues to hinder him throughout the season, Oof. then I can see him falling out of there. But for a guy of his caliber, with the weapons that he has, the offense that they play in, the types of games they're going to have to play in, like we saw with the Chiefs, uh, he he's going to have to be that or they're not going to win so yeah i could say he's still top 10 honestly hopefully if i was them i'd give him a rest week this week yeah i think that the chargers yeah they got kind of whipped last week but we talked about it uh yesterday don't sleep on jacksonville yeah uh give them a, give them a rest week this week i think they could still beat houston without justin herbert this week and then, you know, let him let him see what he feels like next week. But it's that's not how it's going to happen. Just what I think should happen. Right. Um, okay, let's do uh, two running backs like that are confusing me here. James Robinson right now, PPR is number three amongst running backs. Cordero Patterson all of a sudden comes out and puts up 22, puts him at number six. If you were to bank on a guy to be this fantasy relevant for the rest of the season and you had to pick between the two, who would you buy and who would you sell? I would buy James Robinson 100%. Um, the amount that he's getting is just 
he's solidified himself as the number one. And this offense is looking pretty good. It's looking like a good team. Uh, Yeah, he's got Travis Etienne back there. That's not really stopped him, though, the past however many weeks. He's looking good. (laughs) Patterson, he's already had one dud week. He apparently isn't involved in the passing game anymore, which doesn't make any sense to me. But... He's not he's not getting it through the air. So you're gonna have to count on him to rush for 140 yards and a touchdown for him to even give you a stat line that you're comfortable like as a running back one guy. Uh so yeah, I would I would take James Robinson. It's about time that Jacksonville just realizes this is your guy. Yeah. What was his his uh rookie year was two years ago. He showed you he was the guy. You went out and got Travis Etienne. He got hurt. He showed you he was the guy. Three weeks into this, or yeah, three weeks into the season, he's showing you he's the guy. I don't know what else they need to see to consistently go to him, but I think they're getting there. Yeah, definitely. It's been crazy. Uh, I am, you know, he's been, uh, I have him in a standard league. He's been on my bench. It's, uh, you know, we've got stacked rosters. I don't think it's a full 12 team league, but he has cracked obviously into my uh, standard lineup there for starting. All right, let's move it down a little bit more for RB2 and flexes here. Uh, You know, first of all, let's address the Cowboys backfield. What are we doing with Zeke and Pollard again? I I think it's pretty simple for you. Zeke kind of snuck in with that touchdown. They were about similar in points. Pollard obviously getting a lot of yards. What are we doing here? Starting either one over the other or neither? Uh, If you can... If you're going to start one over the other, start Pollard over Zeke. Okay. Because the touchdowns will come with the rest of that stat line at some point. You're not going to run for over 100 yards on how many carries did he have? 15? No. You're not going to have that many touches without a touchdown coming at some point. If you have to count on Zeke to get a touchdown with the limited amount he does touch the ball, and I say limited amount, as a loose term, he's not being as productive as Pollard, but he's getting a touchdown. So I I would take Pollard. You honestly, if you're confident that Zeke is going to be the one getting the touchdown every week, you could start both of them. Right. Um, I wouldn't, but it's a possibility. Well, let's throw Zeke in there against some other guys. Maybe if you're choosing between a few here, Zeke or Chase Edmonds starter sit. Um, Edmonds is in a good offense. I think he's had one like decent fantasy week so far, but I don't see him being the one scoring in that offense. So I sadly still have to take Zeke over Edmonds. Okay. So then let's go, uh, Zeke, uh, Zeke or Michael Carter. I'd honestly take Michael Carter because, you know, Brees Hall, is yep. kind of who they're going with as the one, but Michael Carter's still involved in the pass game. If you can throw a running back in, especially if you have injuries, a bye week, something like that, and he gets five catches for 50 yards, you're getting 10 points. And yep. that's probably more than you're going to get if you just have to throw in some random scrub like, shit, I don't know, some Ajay P. Ryan. Right. Um, on that note, too, it's kind of like that. that's an interesting backfield to kind of parse through, too. Uh, where do you think that's going? It looks like Brees Hall is trending towards the number one guy, but you said it. Carter's still in there as a passing down back. 
do you kind of lean one over the other, start them both if you can, or steer away? I'd probably lean more Brees Hall because he is the one going to get more touches. Mm -hmm. But I think they're like per touch value is probably in Carter's favor if it's going to be a catch for however many yards, you know, because a catch that's a single point automatically plus whatever he gets uh, afterwards. But I think there's going to be more opportunities for Hall. So I would go with Hall. I love it. These rookie receivers, one of the better rookie receiving classes, you know, it was touted during draft day and it's looking to pay off. We've got Drake London here coming in at 14, Wilson right behind him at 15. Who's going to your boy Alave chasing up? Who's going to be the best fantasy receiver out of that group of three? For the whole season? Yeah, let's go season. I, I would have to say just from what we've seen so far, yes, Drake London has had, what, two like pretty good games now. But I, I, when I'm looking at a wide receiver, I want targets. I want opportunities yeah. for them to touch the football. In the past two weeks, Chris Olave's had 13 targets. The first week didn't do much with it. Second week went off for over 20. So the more opportunities you have, the more times you touch the ball, the more opportunity you have for fantasy points. Uh, not going to discard Garrett Wilson at all, but we haven't seen what he's going to do with Zach Wilson. Good point. We haven't really seen much from him. He, he's had one good week, I think. Uh, but I, I'm just more sold on two straight weeks of 13 targets for Chris Olave. I love it. Uh, here's an interesting one. Starter sit Tyler Lockett versus Tyler Boyd. Uh, Boyd going you know, tonight. If if uh, Jamar Chase was dominating that receiving core like he did last year, I would totally fade Boyd. Yeah, but Boyd's still been relevant. He had a big old touchdown last week, and Jamar Chase didn't have jack squat. Uh, so I'd I'd have to go Boyd there. Um, Lockett's still. Decent, but I don't trust the. I, I I know I just said I like Gino this week. Yeah, but Gino, Gino understands how to be a successful quarterback. If you have a dude that is the size of DK Metcalf, get him the ball, and that's what he's doing. Lockett still has a chance at that, but Boyd, he's already proven that I might be the three on my team, but I can still put up a big old week for. In a potent offense. It seems like he's been doing it for a decade, too. He's always just kind of been there. Uh, you can't drop him. You can't, you know, he's always the in-between. But now he's starting to make a case for being started. Well, how about this case? Uh, Tyler Boyd or Scary Terry? Uh, and see, that's tough, too, because Terry McLaurin should be the number one in this offense. He hasn't been at all. It's been Curtis Samuel yeah, or Jahan Dotson. And McLaurin's scraped by with like 10 points, maybe a couple times. Uh, that one, that one's honestly tougher because I, like it. I think that I would probably lean Terry McLaurin over Tyler Lockett. Okay. I think overall as a talent, he is better. And I think eventually he'll start to even out the, the targets 
and the receptions, and he'll end up overtaking both Samuel and Dotson. I don't see uh, Lockett overtaking DK at any point. Good point. Well, let's go to a different Samuel there. So Scary Terry knocks out Tyler Boyd. Scary Terry or Debo Samuel starter set? Uh, If Trey Lance was still the quarterback, I'd be a little more hesitant to say Debo. But you got Jimmy G. So this offense is going to look like it did last year. Last week was the first week we had to see it. Debo is going to be fine. Debo is going to still be that top five guy. He's going to be running the ball. They showed a stat last week of all the different places he lines up outside slot backfield tight end ish position. Like he lines up everywhere all the time. And he's like, you just said motion. He's moving. You can't keep track of him. And then they just get the ball to him in every which way possible. So he, he's going to be just fine and he's going to be top five. Sure. Oh yeah, always appreciate the advice here. Fantasy football with Lucky Shots Media, Ricky Larson. Check out his shows each and every week. You can find him on YouTube, Twitter as well. Uh, Ricky, great stuff. We'll get you out of here with uh final two questions here. Last one on receivers. Matt Collins, 30 points last week that moved him into the top 20 receivers. He's still on the waiver wire for me. Are we, you know, flashing a pan? Should he be rostered? So I, I read some things that said. Eh, it's just a flash in the pan. Don't think much about it. Hunter Renfro comes back. Yada, right. yada. Right. Look at the week before last week. He still had eight targets. So he still had the same amount of targets. He just made more of it this week. Yeah. Shit. I think he's worth at least getting onto your bench and seeing right. if it still becomes consistent. He's somebody I think you can give a roster spot too. You don't have to start him right away, but he's worth giving that because who who knows? He goes off for another big week this week. It's going to be real hard for you to get him. So if if you want him, you're probably going to need to pull the trigger this week. Yeah, it's a good call because he's got, you know, Denver's a tougher matchup this week too. So even if he has maybe a dub and then he's got at Kansas City, which maybe pops off again. So maybe you kind of beat the waiver wire for next week and roster him as a stash. Well, and even if you think about it, yeah, Denver's tough, but Devontae Adams is going to get most of the attention. Then who do, who would you see as the two? Waller. So that's going to leave just as many opportunities, I think, for Hollins. Uh, I don't know if Renfro is back this week. It was a concussion, I, I, uh, so I imagine yeah. he is. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, then that would just give him another receiver for the defense to pay attention to instead of him. So. All right, last question. It's kind of a a philosophy one as we get you out of here on a thought here on Corbett's Corner. Uh, You know, receivers, receivers, running backs, uh, et cetera. Right now, if you were to rank in terms of importance what positional group you would target in the draft going forward to say next year, out of quarterback, running back, receiver, those would rank one, two, three in Ricky Larson's eyes. How? Ah, man, my philosophy... Shouldn't change, but the fact that I've been getting my ass kicked, I've only won one game in three leagues over the first three weeks. Receiver for sure. Still, I still think that should be number one. And then I say you just throw caution to the wind, get one of the top four quarterbacks. Because shit, it's better to have a Josh Allen, if you can, after you get your top receiver, than 
say, a, who's a running back that's been kind of underperforming? Joe Mixon. He was Kamara. a first-round running back. Yeah, so yeah. it's much better in my eyes to have a Josh Allen than to have a running back that might get you 30, but Josh Allen will get you 30. So I think you'd have to go receiver, quarterback, running back. Uh, I've already set my my game plan for next year, uh, just reckless. I'm going to be reckless. I'm going to go wide receiver, wide receiver, quarterback, then maybe another wide receiver, and then worry about running backs. Like, That's what I'm saying. You know, slip those running backs down. I think I'm with you. Quarterback might be cracking to my number one. Uh, where was Diggs? Well, Diggs was drafted, what, top five receiver? Because he's the clear yeah. top receiver. He's number three in overall fantasy points as Chase and Jefferson taking a dive. He was either sitting at the end of the first round or the turn of the second round. Yeah. Wasn't really making it past that uh, for good reason. Cup right behind him by five points, I guess. But here, here's what's crazy is I'm staring at the top 20, 20 fantasy just scorers, regardless of position. You've got Lamar over 100. He's 13 points clear of Josh Allen. Diggs is there, Hurts. So the top four in a cup, top five has three quarterbacks, two receivers. Barkley checks in behind your boy, Amon Ross St. Brown, Waddle, Mahomes, throw another quarterback in there. There's Barkley, who's your number one running back. And here's even, there's three running backs in the top 20. You've got Barkley, Chubb, and then freaking, uh, and then James Robinson. Um, I mean, it's scarce here for the running backs. Yeah, and it really opens your eyes to when I first got into fantasy, it was stack up your running backs, worry about everything later. Right. We're we're pretty much off that now. And it's just that's the way the league's turning. It, there's more passing. There's more of a focus on throwing the football than running the football. Uh, so uh, there – and in my eyes, especially if you're in a PPR league, there is more opportunity for points – in that receiver position yeah, because of catches and all of that. What, when you draft a running back, what do you want that running back to do? Catch the football. Why don't you just get a receiver that does catch the football? Right. Quarterbacks. I mean, if they're going to be a successful quarterback and that team's going to win, they're going to need to throw three touchdowns, 300 yards a game, which mm-hmm. is a huge game for any quarterback. So yeah, I think we're starting to steer clear of, uh, running backs hopefully not everybody else has that same philosophy hopefully everybody (laughs) holds on to the old philosophy and uh, i can capitalize on that at some point right we're just giving you the secrets here on corbett's corner courtesy of ricky larson lucky shots media excited to check out the fantasy football show also make sure to check out lucky uh bets as well as we drop some predictions analyze some lines get you a dfs lineup uh great stuff every week here uh rookie appreciate it my man let's enjoy some football Heck yeah, Thursday night.